Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. Uh, I'm going to ask my four friends to come and have a seat up here on the stage, if you'd like to come and do that. That would be good. Um, Good morning, everybody. If you don't know me, then my name is Will, and it's good to see you this morning. We are going to be chatting to some people up here about their experience with having children with additional needs in their families. And we're going to all listen and learn together this morning about disability awareness. So I trust that that sounds like an exciting plan to you. Great. (laughs) Come and grab a seat, Janet. Thank you. Janet and Abby, you have won the middle sofa award. Well done. There's some water there if you'd like some water. And there's a microphone just there for Fran and Janet. And there's one here for you, Michelle and Abby, just here. Okay. So I've already given a bit of the game away by saying some of your names, but I wondered if perhaps the four of you could just introduce yourself and just tell us briefly just a little bit about your family. It's on. Hello, everyone. Hello. My name is Michelle. I'm Joshua's dad. Uh, you're here for my family, Crystal and the rest, Gabriel, Charity, and uh, David. Hi, my name is Abby. Um, I'm married to Stefan and I'm mum to Oriana, who has Down syndrome, and little Byron lives with us as well at the moment. Hi, I'm Janet. Who am I? Oh, yeah, I'm Janet. Um, Just to say, we are live this morning, everybody. (laughs) And I'm mum to Brendan, Claire, and Ellie, all with additional needs. Son who has something called Angelman syndrome and three younger sons. Wonderful. Well, I'm very happy for you guys to take any order with this, but I just first question for us just to think about together. Um, what do you consider to be the main blessings about having and raising a child with additional needs? Um, on my part, uh, it's a privilege to be a dad first. It's a privilege to be a parent because we are blessed to have a child. Uh, no matter what happened to him, he is a child and he's, he's, a, he's a person. And uh, it's, uh, it's something that kind of like uh, every day that he can draw you close to God. So you have to kind of like uh, look toward to God every day, uh, come to the daddy and see, okay, is it today? Is it today? He's going to call me daddy. So, okay, that's it. Yeah, I don't know if I'll articulate this very well, but for me personally, I think a benefit of having a child with additional needs is that the normal sort of template of society's expectations and what a successful life looks like isn't necessarily the right fit for us as a family or for Oriana. And in some ways, I would say that is a real blessing because it gives you an opportunity to think, okay, outside of earning a good wage, outside of getting good grades, outside of you know, following this sort of typical template that the society puts on us, and they're not necessarily bad things, but I wouldn't say they're necessarily straight from the Bible either. And it gives us an opportunity to strip that away and say, well, what do we think, what, does, what do we get to look at and decide is a life of value and a life well lived? And I guess it kind of frees you from some of those expectations and allows us instead to 
to reconsider really what does a meaningful life look like for us what do we want to have out of life and much as that's in terms of Ariana's success and what a good life for her will look like I guess it removes a lot of performance-based value that we maybe put on ourselves. Um, I'm certainly someone that's always struggled with being a perfectionist and finding a lot of my self-worth in achievements and performance-based parameters. And actually, that's completely different to what the Bible says we should be doing. Our lives aren't performance-based. God's love for us isn't performance-based. And having a child with additional needs is a constant reminder of that. And I think for me personally, just the type of personality I am, and maybe some of you are, um, I think that is a real blessing. Just mm. a constant reminder that our love for each other and God's love for us should never be performance-based. Mm. That's good, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't... I wonder if... How Janet, do I follow that? Would you, All I'm going to say... Would you just be able, to, between the two of you, to talk about some of the challenges of having children with additional needs? Yeah, okay? exactly what Ariana was saying, other people's expectations. And we know that every, every step forward in development is a celebration, an absolute celebration. And our expectations are different from what society wants. Although, I will say, I mean, my, my three with additional needs were children in the 70s. And by the grace of God, times are changing and people's expectations are less. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, you get a lot of attention if you have a family with a child who has additional needs. and. For my personality, that was a massive challenge. Um, I hated the fact that we got stared at and looked at a lot. Um, it can be quite an isolating place and, and, and a lonely place to be. Um, I think one of my biggest challenges, in all honesty, is the syndrome that Josh has um, from day one means that they don't sleep. And for me, the tiredness that I had for year upon year was a massive challenge. Thank you. Um, we're going to do something, I'm going to say, more than mildly exciting now. It's actually very exciting, because what we have up on the screen, Nathaniel, if you would pop the thing up for us, it is the very biggie Bible versey spinny wheel. So, yes, that is the correct reaction, yes. So, if you could just pop up the very biggie Bible versey spinny wheel for us, Nathaniel. We have up there six Bible verses which are significant to these guys and their families. And so we are going to spin the wheel. Can everybody say, spin the wheel? Spin the wheel. Woo! Come on. Okay, so when I say go, we're all going to shout, spin the wheel. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's going to be just like that. And we're going to spin the wheel, and it's going to land on a Bible verse, and then you'll see what happens after that. Okay, ready? Go. Spin the wheel. Okay, so Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Now, Michelle, when I asked you guys what was an important Bible verse for you, this was one that came up for you and Joshua and Crystal and your family. Would you just explain to us why that is? Um, actually, that's not my verse. <laughs> it was... your. It, 
your family together? Yeah, I know. Uh, that's my wife one. And, uh, there's something that she always uh, like. And because the problem is the situation that we've gone through briefly. Joshua does not with a situation they saw. It's one in uh, 10 or 100 million. So it's called megalencephaly, malformation of uh, a brain. So right side of the brain kind of affect the rest. So it's kind of firing all the time. So he's having like uh, 35 to 40 seizures a day. And now it's kind of mailed now to 20, 10, sometimes no. And so um, the way I can say to all this, or maybe I'll tell it to come. Quickly, please. Come on, Crystal. For me not to say something that she doesn't mean, actually. Don't be shy, Crystal. All right. Hello, everybody. Hello, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yes, uh, this verse is very, very important to me because when everything happened with Joshua, I, I didn't understand why. I, I kept asking the Lord, why me? What happened? Did I do anything wrong? Did I eat anything wrong when I was pregnant or something like that? And I started blaming myself, basically. And when I read this uh, verse... Do not lean on your own understanding. It just made sense. You know, I just said, I, Lord, I give you everything. And thank you for making our path straight. Amen. Yeah, thank you. That's great. Okay. Nathaniel, are you ready? We're going to go again. Can everyone, everyone say, spin the wheel for me? One, two, three, go. Spin the wheel. Philippians 4.13, a great verse, which says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And Fran, you said this was a significant verse for you and your family, and why is that? Um, when we first had Joshua, um, I really felt very unable and very weak. I didn't feel, and uh, notice this is all about feelings, but I didn't feel like I was able to be the parent of a child with significant learning difficulties. And for many years, I've had to almost revisit that place of weakness and say to God, help, at times where that was all I could say. And this verse is something that has been given to me again and again and again. And I can actually testify now and say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Fantastic. I'm just going to ask the worship team if they would pop back up to the stage. And this morning, we, we're going to have a couple of times to chat like this. And in between those times, we've got some songs that we're going to sing together. And all of the songs this morning have been chosen by the families that we're talking to this morning. So up next, we are going to sing Stronger. And Janet, that was a song which you said was just a really wonderful song for Claire. She particularly liked to lift her hands up in, in the bridge. So perhaps we can all do that this morning as well. That'd be great. Okay, well, let's sing this song stronger. Feel free to just have a step down if you could like, guys, and we'll sing stronger together. Stand up, everybody. We'll sing this, sing this song together. Wonderful. Please have a seat.
It's worth just taking a moment to just say a big thank you to our worship team, but also to Alex and Fiona, who are really helping us this morning with their Makaton. <laughs> Wonderful. Great. Well, we're going to dive in with another question straight off. And I wanted to ask you guys, what role has having faith in Jesus played in you raising a child with additional needs? So, Janet, you want to kick us off? Um, I didn't know Jesus. No, I knew of Jesus. I didn't know Jesus until it was my daughter with additional needs, Claire, who now lives with Jesus, she started to come to church and she introduced me to the guy that changed my life, our lives, changed everything. So, if it hadn't been for Claire, who knows where I'd be now. Yeah. Certainly not here, not now, and not full of the joy I am. That's really good. One of the early things for myself and Andy was um, we, we believed that God wanted to give us more children and we were given a trust that, um, that they were going to be healthy in all ways. Um, now I say that now because actually having learned so many things about Jesus and his view of Josh over the years, I look at Josh and I see a complete human being, um, but I didn't know that and didn't see the world in that way when, when Josh was little. Um, so I'm very thankful for my other two sons. Um, yeah, thank you, Franz. Really uh, on my part, being a Christian helped me a lot through the, especially the early days where you're asking, as my wife said, you're asking yourself questions, why have I done something wrong and things like that. So you always can't kind of like uh, have this pillar where you can lean on, yeah, or this rock where you can fast on, because the difference when I was in the hospital, I was seeing my son was different parents having the same situation, but they were crying, crying, and they were right to cry, actually. But then uh, me and my wife, we've been the people that I'm like lift them, lifting them up though those their situation were not that there like my son one but then we kind of like being the stronger one to pull them up so I believe that whatever we are going through uh, there's a situation that God's going to use us so I'm really blessed uh, to, to be uh, kind of like uplifter for those people at that time yeah that's it thank you Michelle that's very good I think having a, been a Christian and done my walk of parenthood as being a Christian, I just can't imagine how I would do it without. It's everything. It gives you hope for Ariana's future. It gives you the sense that you know, you, okay, I might not be able to do this in my own strength, but God will provide me with the grace I need for each day, with the patience I need, with the strength I need. Um, just, yeah, complete provision, complete trust that there is a good future for Oriana, there is hope in her future, that there is purpose for her being on this earth. So I think if I didn't have that faith, 
I, I honestly don't know what my perspective would be as a parent of a child with additional needs um, because I think that it completely ch changes your lens of parenthood and particularly parenting a child with additional needs. Mm. Yeah, uh, I'm sure that I speak for everyone in your family, your church family, in just saying that we think you're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and we're so blessed to have you in our family and you're such an integral, important part. And we, I just want to take my hats off to you. I just think you're incredible in, in what you're doing and just, yeah. Okay. I think it's time for our old friend, the very biggie Bible verse spinny wheel. Should we get her up on the screen again? Okay. So, when I say go, everyone's going to say, spin the wheel. Okay, you ready? Go! Spin the wheel! Ooh. Okay. Psalm 139, verse 13 to 15 says, You created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. And Abby, this was a, a couple of Bible verses that you said were significant for you and Oriana and the family. Would you just be able to tell us why that is? Yeah, um, I completely related to what Christelle said when she said about initially, there's that, particularly as a mother, that sense of guilt what did I do wrong in this pregnancy to have a child that has come out with an extra chromosome and you just maybe I ate the wrong thing, I maybe shouldn't have done this at this stage or shouldn't have done... And you just question everything and you've, you really feel like she was made in my body, I must have done something wrong because the other children weren't born like this. And I think this verse just... Obviously, um, I don't think, I don't know who knows, but we didn't know about Oriana's diagnosis until after she was born, so it was a complete shock to me. This wasn't something that developed halfway through the pregnancy with her, though. With her type of Down syndrome, it was there from the start. And so to just be reminded that she was created like this right from the very start of her, before she even took a breath, she was Oriana that I know now with the extra chromosome. So it was a surprise to me, but it wasn't a surprise to God. God knew all along exactly how she had been formed. And, he, you know, all these things that we, we read about, that are spoken about, life and, and these babies and these children being made in the secret place in the womb, they're still as true for Ariana as, as any other typical child. And I think that was just a real reassurance for me that I don't need to feel guilty about how my body has made her as a woman, but actually this was so intentional. God, God knew of her before I even knew of her. Okay, we're going to spin the wheel one more time before our next song. So, Nathaniel, everybody ready? One, two, three, go. Spin the wheel. Okay, number six, 24 to 26. This gives you a clue about what our next song is as well. But it says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. And Janet, you said that these verses came to mind when you thought of your family and Claire and Brendan and Ellie. Oh, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. 
I love it, and I love the song, The Blessing, because it says your children and your children's children. And I just know that I'm blessed. I was just as Brendan, Claire and Ellie were chosen by God. I was chosen to be their mom, And I just feel blessed every day, every day. They bring joy and happiness and just everything and I just thank God that he's got it whatever comes our way as a family God's got it and he's on it and that says it all (laughs) thanks Janet wonderful well if you guys want to head down and if you guys want to stand up we're going to sing our next song We've got a video for this song, and it involves a lady called Becky George who is going to sign some Makaton for us, along with lots of other people from across the UK who are all doing the Makaton UK version of The Blessing. So do stand. You can sing along with the video here, and we'll do this next song together now, okay? We've just got one more little section of questions and answers, a bit more spinning the wheel, and then we've got one more song to sing together. So, just wanted to ask you guys, um, if you could just help us this morning by raising awareness about one thing that people may not know about disability, additional needs, things like that. Could you just help to raise awareness about one thing that you think is important? Um, times are changing and I, that's really the goodness and the grace of God. but. It's so easy to look at children with additional needs and see the disability and assume. Just never do that because look first at the ability and never assume anything about anybody come to that, but especially um, children with additional needs because... They do make such wonderful progress, but every barrier to the next stage of development is just that little bit higher. So they should be given loads of credit for getting through that. And I can speak as the mother of a 52-year-old and a 50-year-old and a 47-year-old, and I've seen it, and I don't assume anything now. Thank you, Janet. That's really good. Um, completely agree. There's been a lot of things that we've, we've all said today that I kind of agree with. I think my big thing is um, in society, we're, we've almost got an attitude that we eliminate the disability or the non-neurotypical. And um, that, that is something that has grown. I used to be a midwife and the kind of checks that were being done was very much, sadly, towards terminating pregnancies. And... That's another issue. <laughs> but I think that it's really important that we and we tell people just how God views people with disabilities. He, he has created them. They were formed together in their mother's wombs. And um, Josh is completely full of the Holy Spirit. And if anyone wants Josh to pray with them, he ministers God to people. And that's how we should see, plus so many other things, people with disabilities. Yeah, that's very good.
Yeah, to, to follow on from what Fran said, really, um, just one thing that I would raise awareness of that not... When I've spoken about it to people personally, they've not been aware, but the actual termination for opportunities for parents with a child, when they're pregnant with a child with its cleft lip um, or cleft palate, club foot, Down syndrome and other chromosomal differences, you're actually allowed to abort that child up until their due date. And parents that I know that had their diagnosis whilst pregnant have reported it's not just an opportunity to terminate until due date, but it's actually almost... They, parents have felt pressured to, like it's actually irresponsible of them to continue with the pregnancy and, and you know, to bring someone into the world who might suffer. Um, so that's quite a shocking statistic that actually the abortion is all the way up until your due date. Um, and with that, the statistics in places like Iceland and Denmark is actually 100% termination rate for children with Down syndrome um, is what I'm speaking on right now. And in the UK, I think it's a 90% abortion rate or over 90% for yeah, abortions with children with Down syndrome in the UK. So for me, they were quite shocking statistics. So I just thought I'd let you guys know what the current sort of situation is with that at the moment. Uh, sorry, might be the question again. <laughs> I'm going to just reframe it slightly, actually, yeah. Michelle, which is how can we, as a church, as people be most like Jesus towards those with additional needs? I believe uh, by showing love. Yeah. yeah, by showing love. Because it's difficult, to be frank. Every day is a challenge. And you know, having a normal life, like every normal family, there are places that you cannot go. Everything you have to plan ahead. Though you plan, it can just fall apart. And what I can say to people is being there for them, calling each other, that's very good. My wife and I, we make upon us not to blame people not to come to us, but we really always appreciate those who come to us because we say that we cannot blame people for not showing us the love that, you know. So what we do is we kind of like try to be a family as, pos as much as possible, try to have a life. I don't go out, I don't go to club and things like that. I, don't, I never enjoy anyway. So I just, it mean like this sacrifice, we have to kind of like carry it, but then we have to show people that it's good to have a normal life as well. So by being Jesus, is about showing love to each other, yeah. enjoying life, yeah. Thank you, Michelle. Very good. So we're gonna spin the wheel one more time, but any final thoughts from you guys before we do that? Anything just to close? Just, just, just to finish up with what, um, with what you were saying, really. Just, just don't ignore people that are in a wheelchair or that are different or that look different or that act different. Because just a kind word, just, a, just Jesus would have said, how are you doing? And that's what, that's just what they, yeah. it's just nice to do that. And the, they're never without a parent or a carer. And that just makes the carer and the parent feel good too. Sure. Just, yeah. yeah, just for them to be acknowledged mm. that, that they are here yeah. by yeah. the goodness and the love of God. Yeah. So let's give it back. Yeah. Thank you, Janet. I think also just, um, oh, yeah.
Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Sue. That's very good. Um, just one other thing. I think don't ever assume that a family who has different challenges is coping. Um, you know, always ask because I, I think it's very difficult when you arrive at church, obviously when my children were a lot younger and we'd had an awful child journey and <laughs> all things that happen with normal, normal families. But there were times I just was on my knees um, and you just, just be prepared to ask, but also prepared for those families t to be honest. Yeah. Um, because it's a hard thing to say, actually, I'm not coping. Yeah. Actually, we've had all of this this morning. Yeah, and um, so just, just ask yeah. and, and don't assume. Yeah, thank you. Say something else? Yes, quickly. Um, first of all, uh, whatever situation you're going through, God's not done. He's not done yet. So every day is a new day. You renew his face. You renew our faith towards him. The second part is uh, when we have this situation, we were far from London, we were in the Kent, and I don't know those who know about Ronald McDonald House. So this charity actually come from the restaurant McDonald House. So uh, we were a house there and been there, and uh, uh, my wife and I. And to be frank, we go to hospital and come back without being eating. You don't know. Two, three, four days, we've not been eating at all. And people will tell you, oh, do you know that you kind of like slimming down? I said, oh, really? And then, because I just want my, to see my son. And then you have these charities coming over to cook for us. So when we left the hospital, my wife and I, we started the same thing as well. Kind of like giving back. And all the time we go there to cook for the families, do breakfast or dinner. Then we take us opportunity to minister to people. So we know what they're going through. Some of them like it, some of them, they kind of like uh, open their heart to us and talk to us. My wife has so many testimonies she can say to people later on. So I believe that through our situation, God can use us to raise a new charity or a new way of ministering to people. Amen? That's what I wanted to say. Great. Okay. So after three, perhaps we could just say these three famous words, spin the wheel. Are you ready? One, two, three. Spin the wheel. Oh, okay. Psalm 16, verse seven to eight says, I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. And Janet, you got your hand up, you know that one's yours, eh? Yeah. I do, oh, sorry. I do know it because it just says it all for me. I just know that, that since I became a Christian, my whole attitude changed. I thought when, my, when Brendan, Claire, and Ellie wanted, to, uh, at an age where they wanted to move out, I thought, no, no, I'm the only one that can look after them. And you know, God said to me, no, carers are great. Carers will look after them. And you're not in charge of them. They're not yours, they're mine. They're God's. My Brendan, Claire and Ellie, especially Claire now, but Brendan and Ellie are God's. Yeah. They're God's and, and God's got it. Mm. And, and he gives me... He's my rock. He gives me that strength and that security. 
mm. that everything's going to be okay. Amen. Very good. I know I haven't been asked, but I just want to add to that. When, when your children become adults, there's a huge fear about their future and who's going to look after them. And similarly to, to um, <laughs> having a brain chant. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know. Um, the, the thing that God said to me quite clearly was, I'm his main carer. Yes. And that was one of those words that rooted in my life mm. and in releasing Josh, because it was, did feel like we were releasing him, to be cared for full-time with other support workers. Mm. My biggest challenge, but also one where I knew massive peace. Yeah, fantastic, really good. Okay, for one final time. One, two, three. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Weren't expecting Habakkuk, were you? Here we are, Habakkuk 3, 17 to 18. Michelle, this is the one you were expecting earlier on. So this is, it says, Through the, Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vine, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yes, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Saviour. Wonderful verses, Michelle. Why did you choose those verses? Um... Actually, I, I'm a big fan of Don Wen, you know. And um, when you listen to his album, I will sing. Before that, it was a live um, recording, actually. And he kind of speak those words, verse before he starts singing the song. And when I was going through that moment, I was a security guard. Sometimes I'm on sites where I'm alone. And my wife would be asking me questions, and I had to give her answers. And... The same answers I'll be asking God later on, and she will give me, he'll be giving the same answers. So that song I was kind of like listening to, and this verse actually speaks to me many times, that no matter what the situation is, no matter what is happening, because when you look at through it, it's kind of like a desert or famine, and whatever happened, we have to rejoice in him. So... That's kind of something that carried him through up to now. Mm. That's why this verse is called something very, very, very dear to my heart. Yeah. Really good. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> wonderful. Well, can we just give one more round of applause to our wonderful people here on the stage today? Thank you ever so much. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.